fears, frustrations, fumbles, and fixes. All of that and more on this week's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. everybody and welcome to episode 11 of the soul rv podcast i am mark and i am angie with soul rv last week we discussed spring cleaning your rv and we know that can be a little frustrating to do but we hope we made it a little easier for you after hearing our suggestions however today we're going to discuss even more about frustrations with the emotional side of rv camping with fears frustrations fumbles and fixes for them so let's get started with some of the fears that can go along with RV camping. And oh boy, do I personally have many that fit into this category for sure. Yes, you do. <laughs> Topic number one are fears that go along with RV camping. Uh, we're going to start off with driving or towing a camper. Whether you're driving a motorhome or towing a travel trailer, a fifth wheel, there's some things that you can do to make yourself more confident. One thing that you should know is the weight of your tow vehicle if you're towing a trailer, the weight of a trailer itself, the weight of your motorhome, and the weights of all of these when they're loaded. The reason why these are important is because the towing characteristic changes the heavier you get the vehicles. If you have it overloaded in the front or the back or one side, it can cause side sway, bucking to where the trailer itself will cause the vehicle back end to bounce up and down. All of those will cause you to have a horrible experience while driving. So pay attention to where your cargo is at where you put it in the vehicle and make sure you're not overloaded with it because overloading it will cause unintended things to happen. One thing that goes right along with this is tires. If you have the wrong tires on your vehicle, it doesn't matter what suspension upgrades, what safety equipment you have on it, you're going to have a tire failure that will cause an issue. Make sure you check your tire pressure before you leave on any trip. Make sure you have the proper tires on the unit that are rated for the capacity that you are putting in the camper or what they are rated for. While I am towing the travel trailer, it feels like I have to keep my head on a swivel at first, mm -hmm. always a little bit nervous. Um, I start off slow and it seems that, you know, I speed up as I go along. The problem is sometimes I get a little too much speed and everything's to be going just perfect. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, I get a semi doing 80 that decides to pass me. All of a sudden, when that happens, you know, if it bucks me around a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing that steering wheel, white knuckling it, slowing down a little bit, or trying to figure out, you know, why it had so much sway to it. I never see that in you. I never see that when you're driving. You never show that at all. Well, you're not in the same vehicle when I'm towing the travel trailer, so that's good. It doesn't well, happen true. in the motorhome. It doesn't for happen me. in the motorhome? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But in the truck, <laughs> it can be a whole different story. So, knowing the characteristics of your vehicle, the tow vehicle, and the trailer is really good to know. Mm -hmm. Most of the times, when I have issues like that, it's because I have something loaded improperly or I didn't check tire pressures. There was a trip where I had like 45 pounds of pressure in the vehicle tires, which was allowing it to the camper to just push me all over the place. Mm -hmm. So, if I would have uh, preventively done my checklist before I left, those items wouldn't happen. So, as I said, just learn the characteristics of your vehicle. 
practice practice know where you're going keeping a safe distance between you and any vehicle in front of you in case you have to do an emergency stop is mm -hmm. critical you know if something were to happen you know do you have your escape or help planned out can you get to a median if uh have a tire blowout you know it just all those little things will preventatively keep you safe if you have a little forethought that goes into it mm -hmm. one big part about in-town driving is staying in your own lane it doesn't take but a few seconds to get over into somebody else's lane. Then all of a sudden you kind of, you know, catches your eye and you can jerk back causing issues there. So always keep a good eye on the road and where the vehicle is tracking at. You really want to make sure that you're following in your lane and having wide tow mirrors helps a lot. So you can see where the vehicle is at as well as the trailer. I don't know if anybody that has a trailer and hasn't jumped a curb once or twice um it's unfortunate that it happens but you get a little ahead of yourself and take a corner a little too sharp and you're you're going to be forced to do that uh, sometimes with the travel restriction or the way that the construction is you might have to drive up on one but unintendedly doing it is just it, it shakes your confidence a little bit. So mm. pay attention to the conditions around you and what's going on. That way you don't have a tire blowout or cause damage to your suspension. Slow down. That's, that's the biggest thing that you can do is just slow down and rely on the equipment to do what is right. And as I said earlier, sometimes you're going to make judgment calls that are based on getting you to a certain point by a certain time. Just remember, there's no deadline on getting to a campsite or getting somewhere that is worth risking yourself, your family, or your RV. Just remember, slow down, keep it safe. Don't pressure yourself into anything and having an issue with it. One of the next things that can be really frustrating is having to back into a campsite. It's never helpful when you have six people that are walking by and all of them decide to help you when you show up and do things. It's really good to have that routine planned out for when you get there. Have your wife, your family member, somebody there to help you back in. Have them know exactly where you want that vehicle to be placed at, how you back it in. That way, you, the better you communicate, it's just easier. Um, they say you can do walkie-talkies and different things. It's generally just easiest to have somebody back there and signaling with their hands what you need to do to get you where it's at. And if they know exactly what you want, it's a lot easier to communicate between the two of you. Instead of getting there, having all the looky-loos watching you and start to get really nervous and make 10 attempts to back in, that is always so frustrating. So communicate those items beforehand take your wife out to a parking lot someplace and have her back you into a spot that you want to back into and understand or what she take does take your husband that. out there and let him direct you if you are the woman driving it, as, as well but the biggest like thing that. is keep your temperature down don't get frustrated and yell at the people that are helping you the most at it mm. the biggest thing is get to where you need to go and be safe <laughs> Also, if you have an emergency, you know, if, if you have a tire blowout, your the engine overheats, those issues are going to happen if you go out on the road long enough. It's just 
unfortunately probably mm-hmm. going to happen at some point. Having AAA, roadside service, whatever the program is that you're going to use, if you're not going to fix it yourself, have those ready and available so you can get them there quickly and get your family and yourself to a safe location. Even if you have a blowout, if you can still drive far enough to get to an off-ramp, get to an area that's safe. Don't stay on a highway if you don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's that's never good. Yeah, and that's a good point. Getting lost and having a plan route um, by using a map app is always a good idea. Making sure that you get there before dark is also very important. Another fear that is an issue for some RVers is stormy weather. Be sure you know your weather conditions by having a NOAA weather radio or at least an app on your phone to keep you updated on weather conditions. Wind specifically is a concern for some RVers. Me too for sure. Very much. The best suggestions we can make is to try to park where the wind is hitting the face of your RV so that it is getting the brunt of the winds. In other words, face in the direction of the wind. Another suggestion we have is to fill all of your tanks at least two-thirds full if you know high winds are to be expected. Not being able to find a camp spot is another concern. Making reservations is the best way to not have to worry about this. However, making reservations is a frustration for some RVers, so we'll get into the details of that when we talk about frustrations. Anxiety is a huge issue for me personally when riding in an RV overall. Very much so. (laughs) There's really no fix for anxiety completely, at least not for me. So I suggest that you do whatever works for you personally. I have found ways that help reduce the anxiety, and you can read all about that and how it affected camping for me for a while. That article is kind of personal for me and was hard for me to write for Soul RV blog, but it is the truth for sure, and you can find the link to that article in this podcast description. Things rattling in the motorhome is one thing that really bothered both of us. I think while while riding in the RV and for you when you're driving. You want to know what's going on around you. Right, especially like if you've got the pots and pans and stuff in your oven and it's rattling all around. fall out and cause an issue, break. Yeah, and the dishes, the dishes that we have in the cabinets are always rattling. We ended up putting bubble wrap in between the dishes and anything else that rattled and that helped a lot. It is time for TNT. Tip number one is about wind. Like I mentioned earlier, storms, and more specifically high winds, are one of the top fears for RVers. The best thing you can do before heading out for a trip is to plan ahead. Make your reservations and know exactly where you will be staying, and from there, research where you can go in case of a bad storm. Also make sure the entire family knows and understands the plan in case everyone needs to seek shelter. Very good idea. Mm -hmm. Tip number two. Keep in mind that you have to make wide right-hand turns when towing a vehicle or driving a motorhome. A great place to do this is a non-crowded parking lot. You may try a Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot. A lot of those have islands and so forth, so you can actually pretend like it's going around a corner. Just good to practice, (laughs) never going to hurt yourself. And you can stay away from other people. Just make sure it's not crowded. and mm-hmm. you can, Make sure they're closed if, at that if, time. <laughs> if your wife wants to learn, maybe she can go out and test it there. That way you're not going to hit a vehicle or have things stressing you out more. There are some things that, that I just know I'm not going to do, and that is one of them. There you go. Maybe the motorhome. Maybe. Now we're going to move on to topic two of the day, 
frustrations that can go along with RV camping. Mm -hmm. The first on that list of frustrations is campsite availability, especially in 2021, because we all know how 2020 went. The five best apps for making reservations are what we are going to list now. Number one is Reserve America. It is a free app, and we use this for state campgrounds, and it works great. The second on our list is Park Advisor. It is also free and works great. Campendium, mm -hmm. it and is it's also free. free. Mm -hmm. Camp USA is another good site. Mm -hmm. It is also free to use. Yep. Now, one that costs $9.99 is Allstays. Mm -hmm. But we use that for everything. We do. It's a great app. So those are the five great apps to use. If you have concerns with the cost of RV camping besides the cost of actually purchasing your RV, you may want to consider a membership or pass to help cut those costs. We're going to tell you about our top four favorite membership and one of our favorite passes. The Passport America is number one. Number two is Thousand Trails. Number three is Good Sam. And number four is KOA. We have a lot of detailed information on our website about all of those. Camping passes for each one of the state parks. Every state park has its own guidelines for purchasing a camping pass for their state parks. There's also usually an additional charge for vehicle passes into state parks, but again, it depends on each state. We have a complete list of the state park passes available, again, at solorv.com, so check those out for your individual state. One of the other frustrations is the quality of RV manufacturers. <laughs> now, this day and age, most campers are made very similarly. A lot of them share the same practices. The difference is usually within the employees of the company and whether they take pride in their workmanship and the quality that they do on a daily basis. Most complaints that you have about an RV are usually about the workmanship it's not about the quality of the overall unit. It's all the little things that add mm -hmm. up to huge concerns. You know, it's, they didn't clean up. They didn't get this board on straight. And when they're pumping out so many units every single day, you just there's not enough time in the day to go over these. And your RV dealers don't take the time as well, let's be honest. They, they're busy enough trying to Some. get them through and out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you're going to have these little things that are going to happen. Now, here in the Midwest, the top five rated RV manufacturers are Coachman RV, mm -hmm. Forest River Incorporated, mm -hmm. Heartland RV, Keystone RV Company, and Winnebago Incorporated. Mm -hmm. Now, the next topic um, is probably one of the biggest concerns a lot of people have <laughs> and frustrations. It's the length of time that your vehicle is in for RV service. On average, that's going to be six weeks. Now, I'm not going to go into that too much today. We have more of that to come on an episode coming up with an RV service manager. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll now we're going to do an interview with him. We'll do an mm -hmm. interview with him and mm -hmm. get into more of those uh, things and data articles. So right. for now, we're going to move on to number five on the frustration list, which is things that can go cosmetically wrong with your unit. Mm, that this could, bugs me so bad. <laughs> that could be something along the lines of your vinyl on the side of it starts yes. peeling the edges of it and mm -hmm. it gets really frustrating. You know, UV light, you know, tears vinyl up pretty good. It get chalky, you know, just things that just make it look appearance wise. You just don't like it as much. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of the plastic skirting that goes over the wheel wells. Mm -hmm. Those will crack, vibrate. You know, we uh, had that happen on one of our brand new campers that we got. It is very frustrating. 
Yeah, you know, all, all the sealant around those, those w- mm-hmm. wobble and vibrate so much, the sealant around it will crack open. It doesn't cause any issue. It's just cosmetically you right. see a gap there and a concern sure. for it, as well as the screws on those back out because usually mm-hmm. when you put a self-tapping screw into that, it's just a little thin, you know, sixteenth of an inch sheet metal that you're screwing into, those screws are just going to start falling off with vibration. Mm-hmm. Really big frustration people have. Another frustration can be electrical issues. Um, one thing that we've noticed that LED lights in these campers seem to fail pretty commonly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that is. I personally haven't looked into it as much as I probably need to. We should. Mm-hmm. Uh, another issue is you see a lot of people with the residential refrigerators and, you know, pretty big power loads and the inverters aren't hooked up properly when they first go out and you can't get their units to work until they plug them into the I laugh because that happened to us yeah it it sure did Mm -hmm. but it anything can happen I mean things go wrong we all make mistakes you know one of those things that uh seem to go wrong quite a bit um I've read a lot of articles seen a lot of different videos where people are really frustrated that they have water leaks you know the plumbing in their unit you know they have a a leak under a sink you know it's you see why didn't they test the ice maker in it you know it's it's pouring water all over the floor we can't Mm -hmm. figure out where this is at and comes back to the ice maker and it just the fact of the matter is people don't have enough time to test every single thing in those rv units Mm -hmm. you take that first weekend out you know you're testing you know hundreds of little things from Mm -hmm. slide outs to water to connections things are going to happen it's especially unfortunate. In, in rv plumbing there there's a lot that goes wrong in it for sure yeah, there can be mm-hmm. the, don't get me started on the toilets yeah well that's, <laughs> that's just a whole different deal whole different going topic on. we could yep. do we could do toilet paper and toilet talk oh that's a good episode idea <laughs> oh that's, now you're talking dirty i don't like that yeah. <laughs> uh now we're gonna go to <sighs> backing into a campsite mm-hmm uh, this can be very, very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said earlier, you know, you always have your looky lose. I tell you what, there's some good entertainment <laughs> in watching people back in or mm-hmm. coming in and not knowing what they're doing or the first time. And it is, it's a little nerve wracking when mm-hmm. you do it. So it's, as I say, it's always good to practice exactly what you want to do mm-hmm. have whoever you're communicating with know what you want how you want it where you need it set up in the campsite itself mm-hmm. how far away you need to be you know we hang the back of ours over the campsite a lot of the times um just to give us a little extra space and mm-hmm. set up the mats to where they sit in there you know it just always good to know when you're backing in that you have somebody that you can trust in it now a tremendous help for me and been really handy is my backup camera uh, having installed that here a few years back it is so helpful for me i can gauge everything it has the gauge that monitors the depth of how far away you are from something so mm-hmm. it tremendous help especially at night it has night vision so i can see who's back there and directing me they don't have to stand behind a mirror so I can see them in the dark they can actually stand behind the camper and they can wave me on from there so pretty helpful that you do that and again having wide toe mirrors is helpful during the daytime that you can see people as well mm-hmm. 
This week's solely fact and current event is that the Escapees RV Club has planned their very first virtual event for remote workers. It is the Rethinking Remote Work Conference, and it's a five-day conference for RVers who are interested in remote jobs. It runs from March 4th through March 8th of 2021, and you can sign up using the link that we have in the description of this podcast. So any of you who are interested in doing any remote work right now, it's a great opportunity. Last week we asked you to let us know what you need to know. We told you we wanted to discuss all of the emotions that go along with RV camping, including the fears, frustrations, or a story you want to share about an experience, whether it was embarrassing, scary, or funny. And that's exactly what we're doing throughout this entire podcast, is answering all the questions you guys have sent in or called in. However, if you have any other questions and didn't get them in to us, please feel free to call or text us at 913-303-0757 and leave a message or ask us on our Facebook Happy Campers group. The link to that is in the podcast description as well. This week's segment of the Soul Goal is about many of our fumbles with regard to RV camping. We're going to share a few of our own personal fumbles. And Mark, you've had some, haven't you? <laughs> I have done some pretty silly things. Mm-hmm. Um, one that really frustrated me and I couldn't quite figure out at the time was we were flushing a tank on the Blackwater mm-hmm. and in order to flush that tank I'll open it close it and we'll do multiple flushes on it I close that tank valve usually I'll leave it cracked open a little bit well this time I just shut it not even thinking about it and for whatever reason got distracted something happened um, next thing you know I'm walking back over to the camper and I'm going where is this water coming from mm-hmm. it's like it started raining it actually filled up the black tank with fresh water and was coming out of the vent on the roof thankfully it wasn't very long it just happened but you can overfill your black water tank and have it vented on the roof and flood everything in your camper horrible situation thankfully caught it very quickly mm-hmm. knew exactly what was going on was able to remedy it but it one of those just dumb moments for myself mm-hmm. that uh, I really mm-hmm. wish I could take back. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, you revealed another um, issue that you had with our camper yeah, in that, one of our previous episodes. I did, and mm-hmm. uh, that was on our new uh, newest camper that we have, or not our newest camper, but the newest camper we have, the mm-hmm. Jack in the Box. Um, one of the first times we took it out, I was working with the slide outs, and I don't know what I was doing exactly. We were moving or setting up a ramp, and I pulled in a slide out to get access to something, and I actually closed that slide out in on the door, which started to bend the lower part of the frame on the door itself. Thankfully, it was an easy repair, took care of it. Without but, wife even knowing. Yep. But it <laughs> got to slow down. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what that one really came down to, is mm-hmm. I got into a, a hurry and just made a stupid mistake. So take your time make sure you don't do those stupid mistakes Mm -hmm. personally my biggest fumble was and is always leaving the awning out i always manage to leave awnings out when storms come through we lost an awning on our first motorhome when a storm came through without notice and had high winds i remember aiden was a tiny tiny baby he wasn't even a year old he was a premature baby too so he was tiny little guy and I was sitting outside, he was sleeping, I had the monitor beside me, and that wind came up just all of a sudden, 
scared me to death. The, the awning went right up over the roof of the RV. I ran in, barely could get the door open because the awning was kind of hanging down and blocking it. I ran in, grabbed him. He's on oxygen. I didn't even bring the oxygen with with us. I just grabbed him up and ran him over to mom and dad's camper and said, take him, take him. And then I went back and got everything fixed up. But oh my goodness, I am the worst at, at leaving awnings out when they should not be out. Another time was when we had a severe storm heading towards us and we had to really rush to get to shelter, which, you know, when the storms are coming in, you're always rushing, right? And I'm always at work when these <laughs> seem to happen. You're always at work. Always. I'm always with Aiden and all the dogs. <laughs> I remember the camp host yelling at me to put the awning up, but I wouldn't do it. He wasn't happy with me, but I figured that's what insurance is for. And taking even a few extra seconds to pull it in was more time than I felt comfortable wasting. And I preferred to get my child and my dogs and myself to safety, so... I'm really bad about leaving those awnings out, but you know what? Like I said, if it's covered under insurance, you need to make sure that yours is because our first one wasn't. Oops. But make make sure they're covered. And you know what? If it's a matter of pulling your awning in or getting yourself and your family to safety first, you know which one you should choose. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that adds. And it's space. not the awning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that was one that I found rather interesting. That in our policy. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that adds space to living area is not covered, which an awning, because yeah. it's attached to the outside, creates living space, even mm-hmm. though it's open sides. Crazy, but that's the truth of it. Yeah. So what, make sure you check your policies before you leave those awnings out. We definitely definitely have a policy that covers our awnings now. Yep. <laughs> uh, one thing that you're probably going to do at some point in time, depending on where your valves <laughs> are located for your black and gray waters is you're going to end up pulling the wrong discharge lever. Mm -hmm. Um, Hopefully you do this while you're at a dump station. (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, you know, I've gone to dump gray water in my campsite where I've had the tote there and just grabbed the wrong one. And it is so frustrating. You're Mm -hmm. like, you're thinking you're just going to get water and drain it so you can shower that night. And yeah, that's not what it was. That's not what it was. Yeah, that's that's never any good. So just have them marked really well. Know which <laughs> one is which, because I, you know, most people have pulled the wrong discharge lever before. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've done was once we got our Jack in the Box trailer, it had a really cool app that you could put on your phone oh. um, with IRV, <laughs> and I'm outside trying to get it to work and finally got it changed over to the outdoor speakers and you know 10 30 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night decided i was going to play the radio and of course i was outside full i was outside mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's no check the equipment first yeah. before you do it at night that's for sure he Gosh. blasted the entire campground oh my goodness i can't even imagine how mad people were and then you're fumbling so bad you can't get it shut and off. i'm screaming that's at best. you get it turned off it's so loud yeah oh people i'm sure they were so frustrated <laughs> it happens. It does. It was Num- an accident. <laughs> Topic number four is fixes for some of these fears and frustrations and fumbles. Mm-hmm. Because we've covered so much information today about the fears, frustrations, and fumbles of RV camping, we want to be sure you have more details about how to fix each of these issues and concerns that we may not have touched on. We created a few more articles to help fix some of your fears, frustrations, and fumbles we discussed today. You can check those out on our website by visiting solarv.com and look for Podcast 11 show notes. We'll provide the links to each of those problems and how we have fixed those problems ourselves in that article.
On this week's segment of Food for the Soul, we have a super simple recipe for cooking in a crock pot while RV camping or at home. It is a recipe for crock pot chicken and noodles. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It is very good. You can check out that recipe on episode 11 under our podcast. That is it for today's episode of the Soul RV Podcast. We hope that we have helped calm some of your fears and frustrations with RV camping. Remember to head over to soulrv.com for more details on each of those issues and concerns. Additionally, if you haven't joined our Happy Campers group on Facebook, we would love to have you join us. Finally, we want to remind you that we have a brand new magazine out called The Soul Goal. And you can subscribe to that monthly magazine at soulrv.com. Just click on the Soul Goal magazine from the drop-down menu. 